Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning. God bless you. Such a wonderful privilege to be together again this morning. I believe it is well with you. It is well with your household. And it is well with all that you do. Good morning to you once again this morning. And God bless you. Yesterday we started talking about ascending ascending and we read from the book of Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 7 to 13 and I will gladly want to read that this morning again but to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift therefore he says when he ascended Jesus ascended on high he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he may feel all things, that he may feel all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Wow! Jesus, our Savior, before he gained the power over death, before he prevailed over hell, before he defeated the devil and ascended on high, the Bible says, before he could give gifts to men, before he could equip God's people, before he could prepare them for the work of the ministry. Oh, before Jesus could do these wonderful, powerful things that reconciled man back to God, he needed to ascend. But before he ascended, he must first descend. Then I got a message from my father-in-law, a wonderful man, Dr. YB. He sent to us yesterday and said, what does it mean to descend, can you expatiate? And I would like to read a scripture that explains that very clearly for us. John chapter 12, verse 24. The Bible says, Most assuredly, I say to you, Jesus speaking, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. So the kingdom of God has been designed with this powerful spiritual principle that if you will rise in the kingdom of God, in this kingdom of power, in this kingdom of authority, you must first go down. The way up is down. You may be full of capabilities. You may be able to do many wonderful, great, and amazing things. But unless you 
die, you cannot produce life. So the kingdom of God work with the principles of life coming out of death. That's why Paul will say, I am crucified with Christ. Galatians chapter 5. I am crucified. Sorry. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. In other words, I die with Christ. The expectations of God for his children, his sons and his daughters, is that when we come to Christ, when we come to him, something happens in our lives through the power of the cross. The cross is that instrument that takes us down, that takes us away, is the is the instrument, the tool with which God breaks the power of pride, of hunger, of lust, of addictions, addictions to alcohol, addictions to immorality, addictions to pride, addictions to whatever you call it. The cross is that instrument, is that tool, is that powerful heaven's tool used to deconstruct a mortal man and reconstruct him into a spiritual being. Galatians chapter 6 verse 14, Paul will say, God forbid that I boast in anything except in the cross of Jesus by which the world is crucified unto me and I am crucified unto the world. So the cross is that spiritual heavenly instrument by which you die to the world. You die to self. Oh, the cross, the cross, the cross is the instrument by which heaven takes a man down so that the man can rise Glory be to God. So let's quickly look at what happens when a man fails to descend. What happens when a man fails to allow the cross gain control? What happens when a man attempts to run away from the pain of the cross? May I say to you, the cross the cross comes with its pain, but behind the pain of the cross, behind the pain of the cross is the glory of heaven, is the power of God, is the fruitfulness of life, is the dominion over Satan, is the dominion over sin, is the dominion over the world, is the victory over the power of darkness. So, because of the pain of the cross, many run away from it. Mm, Peter ran away from the pain of the cross. He ran away from the pain of the cross. A man who followed Jesus for three and a half years, when it was time for the test of the cross, he ran, he ran the pain of the cross. Let's take Peter as a case study this morning. Matthew chapter 16, verse 17. The Bible says, And Jesus answered and said unto Peter, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed these unto you. Now, this was a conversation between Jesus and his disciples when he asked them and he said, Who do you say that I am? 
And the disciples had so many opinions of men. They were sharing their thoughts and the things they've had, the gossip in town, what people said about Jesus, what people, some said you are Elijah, some said you are a prophet, some said you are this and you are that. And Jesus asked the disciples, now, I don't want to know what people think of me. What do you think? Who do you say I am? And Peter spoke up and said, you are the son of God. And Jesus looked at Peter and said, wow, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. But in the same chapter, Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, Peter went straight into the flesh. When Jesus told them of his, of his desire and the assignment to go to the cross, Peter spoke very, 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 very harshly to Jesus. I said, no way, you cannot do that. Let's read it. Matthew chapter 16. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Wow. You cannot avoid the pain of the cross and walk in the revelation of the Father. Yes, you cannot. Let me read verse 21. I beg your pardon. Verse 21. That gives us perspective. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. So the cross will take him down and the cross, by the power of God, it will be raised up again. Verse 22 then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. You know, Jesus, how can you go down? Such a wonderful man like you. You've been doing miracles. You've been doing signs and wonders. You've been doing great stuff in ministry. How can you go down? My goodness, far be it from you. <coughs> Peter was excited. Verse 23, but he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Verse 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. When you attempt to avoid the pain of the cross when you fail to descend, when you fail to allow the cross to take you down, you become spiritually unstable. Regardless of your commitment to God, you become spiritually unstable. You operate off and on. Peter, in the same chapter, Matthew chapter 16, verse 17, it was at the peak it was at the place of supernatural revelation where he received a commendation from Jesus that nobody ever received. Few verses down the line, Satan took hold of him. You see, when we fail to allow the cross, every time we attempt to avoid that thing that God wants to accomplish in us. God is confronting your pride. God is confronting your anger. Some people, when they are rebuked or when they are confronted, they just, they just look for ways to shut down. They look for ways to avoid. They say, well, I don't want to be part. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But God keeps 
presenting and confronting you with the realities of your life so that you can go down like that seed and come up with new life producing many fruit. There are many people I have seen today, have seen potentials in their lives, have seen God's hand upon their lives, but their failure to go down completely, their failure to allow the cross have its full, complete work in their life has kept them unstable. Today, they are on fire. Tomorrow, they are off again. Today, they are moving on. Tomorrow, they are down again. Today, they are excited. Tomorrow, they are depressed. Today, they are operating under the revelation of the Most High God and tomorrow, they are speaking something completely contrary to the will of God. few minutes ago, Peter was speaking so powerfully about Jesus. Oh, you are the son of God. Oh, you are this and you are that. And few minutes after, Satan took a hold of him. Have you seen why? Or can you see why? Some men or some women, some married men, some married women, few minutes now, they are just all over the place. I love you. I'm excited. I thank God for what God is doing in our lives. And few hours later, they begin to create problems and you wonder, is this the same person? Have you seen people who are so stable spiritually? You see them so, oh, a few minutes ago, doing excellently, you know, praying or doing something. And few hours later, they are trapped in the place of immorality. They are trapped like Samson. Few hours ago, he was just demonstrating the power of God. And few hours later, on the lap of Delilah. Something in him has not been dealt with. Something in him has failed to respond to the call of the cross. Something in him is trying not to descend. I don't want to descend. I want to remain the way I am. Hello. To descend means that God taking you out of that public space, taking you out of that wherever you are, where you think, oh yes, I have it all together. Oh, I got revelations. Oh, I have gifts. Oh, I have this. I know what God is saying. And the Lord is saying, son, daughter, I need to take you down. I need to deconstruct you. I need to deconstruct, break down this ideology, break down this mindset so that I can reconstruct you, rebuild you, remold you, remake you, restore you, and when you come up again, you will be producing fruit, much fruit that will abide. Every attempt to avoid the pain of the cross will only produce an unstable man, an unstable woman. Every attempt <coughs> to refuse to descend through the power of the cross will produce a man that you cannot guarantee what is coming out of him. Few moments of his day, he's under the influence of the Spirit. And moments afterward, the same man is hijacked by the devil. Never trust a man, <clears throat> never trust a woman 
who has not descended. Never trust a man, never trust a woman who has not been taken down by the cross, the cross of Jesus. Never trust a man, never trust what comes out of a woman or comes out of a man that is avoiding the pain, the shame, and the test of the cross. The cross is heaven's instrument to form you, to shape you, to deconstruct, to take you down so that you can come up with new life. With new life. Three things that happens when you fail to descend. Number one, you become spiritually unstable. Number two, from the life of Peter, John chapter 18, verse 10. If you read before then, when the chief priest and the high priest and the people came to arrest Jesus, Peter was with him. Peter was with Jesus. <clears throat> what did he do? John 18, 10, the Bible says, Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. The servant's name was Malchus. <coughs> when you fail to descend, whatever you do, whatever you preach as a servant of God, as a preacher, as a disciple, as a minister, whatever you do will only inflict injury, wounds on people. You see, our failure to descend, our failure to allow the cross to have its full force, its full work in our lives, will produce a man a man that is constantly defending himself. When you find yourself constantly defending your ego, defending your vision, defending your revelation, defending yourself, defending, defending, trying as much as possible to defend what you are, who you are, how you are, this is who I am. Well, you have a sword with you, you just keep causing Injury, you keep breaking people, you keep destroying. Jesus never raised his hand, not even his tongue, against those who came to crucify him. Why? Because he knew that was the process ordained by God to take him down so that he could ascend victorious. Show me a man, a father, a husband who has been taken down by the cross of Jesus and I will show you a man whose life produces joy, peace, grace, love, meekness, gentleness, faithfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why not allow the cross take you? Listen, when the cross takes you down, you become a man of high value. 
You become a man of authority. You rise up producing new life. You rise up producing grace. You rise up producing love. You rise up producing joy. You rise up a brand new, 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 new man. Oh, you that used to cause pain for your wife, you now begin to produce joy in your home. You that used to cause pain in your family for your children or pain for your husband or pain in your office. You that used to inflict injury on the hearts of men through your words. Your man always breaking the hearts of women. Young women always breaking the hearts of men and causing pain in relationships. Once the cross takes you down and you surrender and submit yourself to the process of the cross, hallelujah, you rise up with new life, raising men and raising people with you. Do you know that when Jesus resurrected, when he ascended from the grave, the Bible says, even the graves were opened and the many bodies of saints who were dead rose up with him. That's the power of the cross. That's the power of the cross. The cross takes you down and when you rise, you don't rise alone. When you ascend, you don't ascend alone. When he ascended, he led captivity captive. He opened the prison doors. Your failure to respond to God to go down is keeping a lot of people in captivity. Your failure to go down is causing so much pain and injury to the hearts of men. Friends, it's time. It's time to descend. It's time to allow the cross have its full work in your life. How long? How long will you continue to do your own thing? How long will you continue to respond according to your own desire? How long will you continue to protect your own ego? Protect your own pride? Protect your own faith? How long will you continue to live an isolated life when heaven is waiting, waiting for you? to respond to the call of the cross, to the call of the cross. There are things that will not be crucified unto you until the cross have its way. That lust of the eye, that lust of the flesh, that pride of life, oh, that ego that is destroying your marriage, oh, that pride, that selfishness that is destroying your character, that selfishness, that covetousness, that pride, that, what is it? Just mention it. That inability to maintain relationships, that inability to maintain your marriage, that thing that is constantly knocking you off heaven's radar. Whenever God says there is a man, there is a woman I want to use, something rises in you. And until that thing is taken down by the cross, that beautiful life, that glorious life, that gift of God in your life cannot radiate, cannot. No, it cannot. Do you know that the same Peter eventually died by that cross. When he now allowed the cross to have its full effect in his life, I remember, according to church history, that Peter even refused to be crucified right side up. He said, crucify me upside down. The same Peter who ran away from the death of the cross, when he now encountered the cross and allowed the cross to have its full effect in his life, he became a transformed man. 
three things, but we can only look at two today because of the limitation of time. By the grace of God, tomorrow we shall continue as we finalize on this topic. I want you to pray to the Lord and say, Lord, let the cross of Jesus, let that cross have his full work in me. Let that cross take down in my life whatever it is that has become a principality, whatever it is that has dominated me. Lord, maybe my, my words, my action has only been constantly wounding people, breaking people, breaking marriages, breaking breaking my younger, my older, breaking friends. Maybe my character in the ministry is destroying lives. Every time people can only associate me with pain that I've inflicted on them. Maybe you have caused pain to your father, to your mother, to your family members. You have caused pain to your neighbors. You have caused pain in your office. You have caused pain to your own self. Oh yes, maybe you've caused pain. Pain in your church, in your local church, to your pastors, to your people in the choir. You've caused pain among the sisters. You've caused pain as a young man sleeping with different people. You've caused pain in your marriage. You've caused pain all around you. As a young lady, you've caused pain to the people you have been betrothed to or the man you've been betrothed to. You've caused pain all over. Oh, it means that it's something that needs to be dealt with with the cross. Your words keep causing pain. Oh, yes. Oh, you're unstable. Unstable in your character. Unstable in your thinking. Unstable in your behavior. Unstable in your, in your, in, 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 in your understanding. Few minutes you're on fire. Next minute you are out of fire. Today you are fasting. Tomorrow you are discouraged. Tomorrow you are happy. Next tomorrow you are weak. You need the cross to deal with something inside. Something inside that the enemy has been able to lay hold on. Until these things were dealt with in Peter, he could not become the man God wants tell him to become. Why not say to the Lord, I surrender. I surrender, Lord. I surrender to your will. I surrender to your purpose. I surrender to your counsel. I surrender to you. Let your cross have its full, full work in my life. Amen. I commend you to God this morning and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. God bless you this morning, dearly beloved. Amen.